Hello and welcome to week three of the Irish Lack Experience. I am your host, Ilya Glasman, and what an exciting time. Notre Dame coming off an impressive victory over Richmond last weekend, and now we get to look forward to our first road game of this year, and it's none other than the seventh-ranked Maryland Terrapins. This is an exciting, exciting week. Before we get into Maryland, uh, Saturday Saturday's game against Maryland, let's look back at what was an impressive victory over Richmond on Sunday. So we played Richmond on Sunday, and we defeated Richmond 13-5. to And you look at the score, and you're like, Okay, that's a pretty solid victory. But let's be real here, guys. It could have been even worse. Nardame absolutely dominated Richmond. It's like they listened to this podcast, no lie. I told you my three keys of the game. One of them was Nardame has to get shots, and they have to get quality shots. How about this? Total of 57 shots. 35 shots on goal, and even though they got 13 goals, it could have been a lot more. You have to give Richmond's goalie, Jack Rustball, a lot a lot of credit, uh, especially for he kept Richmond in the game. He kept Richmond in the game. He had 22 saves. He was basically on his head the entire game, but it wasn't enough to get over the hump and upset Notre Dame. As Notre Dame, they were up 6-4 to four with about five minutes left in the third quarter, and they used a 5-0 run in those last five minutes to take an 11-4 lead. Heading into the fourth, and the rest is history from there. Notre Dame, especially defensively, looking very, very solid. Uh, Notre Dame won the ground balls just just a couple of the team stats here, just to look. Nardin won the ground balls, thirty-nine to twenty-three. Uh, they won the turnover battle, uh, fifteen to nineteen. Just to uh, rattle off some team stats here. <coughs> but another one of my keys uh, from last week was Charlie Leonard needed to win the faceoffs, and that's exactly what he did. He went nineteen of twenty from the faceoff X. He really dominated from the word go he he's on fire this to start off this year and he's gonna be needed to come through again this Sunday but we'll get into that just in a little bit but first again just a dominating victory over Richmond a lot of the uh, national media were really impressed by how Notre Dame looked over Richmond a lot of the media heads turned around. They opened their eyes. They're like, wow, Nardame, this is a, a legit team because not only are they well-balanced, but they could beat you both offensively and defensively. And uh, it really showed uh, Sunday over Richmond. Um, just to give you a couple of the highlights uh, in terms of individual stats, Pat Kavanaugh, uh, he's – He's playing fantastic so far. He left. He he start or excuse me. He continued from where he left off 
from a couple weeks ago in the season opener against Cleveland State. Uh, he had a total of five points, four goals, and an assist. Griffin Westland came out to play three goals and an assist as well. Uh, Liam, he only had to face a total of 13 shots, and he made uh, eight saves. So he really didn't have to do a lot of work, but uh, let's just hope he'll be ready for this Saturday's game as this will be the biggest test of his young life, of his young career. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be awesome or awesome to see hopefully Notre Dame uh can really keep up this momentum this domination. I mean, if you really look look a lot of people coming into this year they were concerned how was this defense going to look without the minister of defense Jerry Byrne at the helm and they have responded terrifically. They've only given up 12 goals in the first two games to start off this year. Um, and the starters have only given up a total of seven goals. So, and that's even better. So, you know, just one, an, again, another impressive, impressive performance. Uh, there's not really much to elaborate on except for they just dominated from the word go. Uh, I mean, it. Uh, in the first half, it was a little bit teeter-totter. Notre Dame, they were getting off a lot of shots, but once again, Jack Rustbolt was just playing on his head. He was stopping absolutely everything, He, but it just wasn't enough. Notre Dame was finally able to crack the code, especially in that second uh, half of that third quarter in those last five minutes, uh, scoring five goals to take an 11-4 lead, and uh you know, Richmond, they just didn't have enough to come back. Uh, so give a lot of credit to Notre Dame. They really kept their foot on the gas pedal the entire game. 57 total shots, 35 of them on goal. Uh, they just really, they really made sure that last year did not repeat itself. They wanted to create as many opportunities as they could for themselves. So once again, Notre Dame with an impressive 13-5 victory over Richmond. Notre Dame improves to 2-0 on the year. They jump one spot in the media polls. They were ranked uh, sixth last week. Now they're ranked fifth this week. And now we will preview the seventh-ranked Maryland Terrapins. Okay, now let's preview the Three and one, seventh ranked Maryland Terrapins. If you know anything about college lacrosse, you know that Maryland is certainly one of the most talented teams in the country. This is a highly, highly respected team. Uh, they are definitely, certainly a national championship contender because they have so much talent on that, especially offensively speaking. Uh, just to highlight some of the games that they've played so far, uh, they haven't had an easy schedule. They, a couple weeks ago, defeated Penn. That is also a top 10 team. Uh, they had to come back and beat them 17-15. They did. We, Notre Dame and Maryland has had a common opponent, uh, Richmond. If you listen to my podcast last week, I described of how Maryland – was down by six heading into the fourth quarter and had a storm back to defeat 
Richmond. They stole the game from Richmond, as a matter of fact, in double overtime, 4-3. to three. It was at Richmond, though, so it was a little bit of a different setting, but nonetheless, something to kind of just, uh, you know, compare and contrast to. And then the close calls, uh, the finally just kind of uh, came back to bite Maryland as they got upset by Villanova 13-12. to They were supposed to have a game last weekend but against Navy, but unfortunately Navy just had a nasty virus outbreak. Uh, it was really unfortunate to hear that news. Uh, so I hope uh, Navy is – I hope – for the future, they certainly feel better and get healthier. Uh, Navy is certainly a highly respected team, and they play everybody really tough. And so, uh, once again, I just hope that they uh, keep continue to get better and healthier. Uh, just to highlight a lot of those uh, players that I was mentioning, especially offensively, whew, man, where where should I even start? I uh, I mean, okay, I'm going to start with uh, Logan Wisnowskis, who has had a terrific start to the season. 14 goals, 9 assists. He's leading the team in points. Uh, he's tied with uh, a household name at Maryland, Jaron Bernhardt. He's probably the most popular player on the squad, Jared Bernhardt. He's He's got uh, 14 goals and 5 assists so, so far to start this year. Jared Bernhardt, he's a bit of a hybrid player. He can play both attack and midi which what makes him even more dangerous than what he already is uh they're both joined by anthony DeMeo, who's had a solid start with eight goals 10 assists uh bubba fairman he's also not a joke at attack with five goals six assists and then uh their freshman uh dylan maltz he's so far come out to play this year with uh, eight goals and three assists. Uh, like I said, man, this team, especially offensively, they're just loaded with talent. This is certainly, I mean, obviously this will be the toughest test Notre Dame has had up to date, but for sure this will not only be their toughest test up to date, but this will be one of their toughest tests, period, throughout the schedule. Uh, Notre Dame... When you look at their schedule, there's really not that many teams that are just as talented as Maryland offensively. I think really the only ones that you could make a compelling case for is Virginia and Syracuse, really, as just as talented, if not more talented, than Maryland offensively. Uh, Maryland's goalie, uh, his name is Charlie Brandu. He's had a pretty solid start to the season. He so far has had 56 saves, uh, 51% uh, save percentage, and he's allowed 53 goals. Uh, he's a sophomore this year. Uh, he's had, as I mentioned, a pretty solid start to this season. If there's really one weakness that Maryland has is, well, actually just a couple. It's their depth offensively. Uh, they just don't have, uh, after the guys that I've mentioned already, they just don't have, that doesn't mean they're not talented, but they just don't uh, produce as much as the bigger names do. Uh, they've, if you have, or if you are able to prove that you could contain uh, the big names, uh, the 
guys that don't really have that kind of household name. They haven't really proven that they can produce at an efficient rate like those big-name players can. And in terms of their Fogo, who Charlie Leonard will have to face off uh, this Saturday, uh, they got a couple guys. They have two. Their main guy is Justin Shockey. Uh, he is 35 of 66 at the faceoff X so far this year. And then uh, Connor Calderon, he sometimes uh, gets in the rotation as well. Uh, so far this year, he's 24 of 47. So Shockey is their main fogo, but sometimes they will rotate Calderon in if uh, Shockey is kind of struggling or just a little bit exhausted. So they they give Shockey a breather like Calderon. Uh, do some work, and he's uh, shown that he can win some face-offs and keep that Maryland offense rolling when it is rolling. So, all right, now let's preview the game. Okay, now it's time to preview one of the games of the week, if not the game of the week, as Nor as the fifth-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish travel for the first time this year as they head off to College Park, Maryland, to take on the seventh-ranked Maryland Terrapins. Now, why I said that this is one of the games of the week is because there are a couple of other good games going around across the college lacrosse landscape. For example, uh, interstate rivalry with uh, Penn and Penn State. That will be a great game as well. Uh, you have a team that like Princeton, and, or a game, excuse me, like Princeton and Hopkins, you have a team uh, in Princeton that's really on the rise and rising fast. Uh, they're led by uh, certainly a Tawaraton uh, favorite as of right now, Michael Sowers. And then you look at a team like Johns Hopkins that's a, a household name in college lacrosse, but they certainly haven't produced uh, the way they have wanted to this year. They're kind of uh, underperforming, but uh, – it's kind of for a good reason. Joey Epstein has been out with a leg injury for the entire season. Hopefully, they're hoping to get him back this this week. So just to name some, I think those are the top three games, uh, obviously, including Notre Dame and Maryland. But I think uh, a lot of people are going to say Notre Dame and Maryland is certainly the game of the week because they're both the top ten teams. Uh, well, so is uh, Penn and uh, Penn State, but... I think uh, Notre Dame and Maryland, uh, I think that will draw uh, the bigger, you know, focus rather than Penn and Penn State. So my preview for the game, uh, just to kind of give you my three uh, keys to the game for Notre Dame to get this victory. The first one, uh, Notre Dame's defense is going to be put to the test this week. They're, this is an early test for them. They have to contain the big names of this Maryland offense. Um, Maryland has shown the ability that if their big names are able to be contained or even stopped miraculously, that's they, I don't I don't remember a time that they've ever been you know fully shut down. But if you're able to contain them and not let them explode like they can explode. The players that are like in that second or even third midfield line, they just don't produce the same way that those first that first midfield line and that attack uh, line does. Uh, 
as I mentioned earlier, they are talented. This offense is super talented, but if you go past that first midfield line, they just don't produce the same way. So if you're able to contain the big names, and if you're just kind of able to keep the momentum on your side, not really let them take the game over, uh, I think Notre Dame is going to have a really good shot to win. This is a big test for Notre Dame's defense and especially Liam Entman. This defense, they have to step up because, Liam, this is the biggest test of his young career going up against an offense like this with the names of Logan Wisnowskis, Jaron Birdhart, Bubba Fairman. Those guys are legit. This is going to be the best lacrosse players that he has faced uh, in high school and in his three games at college. So this defense, they really have to contain them. They can't let them dominate on the offensive side. They they really have to help um, Liam out because this is going to be – this is his first road game. This is going to be a really, really rowdy environment. Um, Maryland, you know, they have some really, really devoted fans just like we do here. So this is a big game. So, you know, we'll see. Will the nerves get to Liam? Will he able to step up to the plate? Uh, the defense certainly has to help out. They have to contain the big names. Uh, my second key to the game for Notre Dame to win this game is win the turnover battle. Uh, Maryland has really struggled to not not turn over the ball so far this year. They've had an entire week, two weeks to prepare for Notre Dame because they did not play last week's game. Um, so they have uh, probably really been focusing on uh, offensively not turning over the ball. But Notre Dame, they have to be able to force the turnovers uh, and they have to capitalize on those turnovers. They have to get out and run, get some odd man uh, opportunities, and they really have to capitalize. They have to to make the most out of all the turnovers that they can get because I am sure Maryland these last two weeks, John Tillman, he's not a coach that messes around. He's going to have this team ready to go. I'm sure he has really focused on making sure Maryland does not turn over the ball. So Notre Dame defensively, they have to force uh, turnovers and they have to force odd man situations and they really have to capitalize on those odd man situations and my third and final key for Notre Dame to win this game is dictate the environment now when I look at both these teams when I look at both these rosters just the way that they're kind of constructed their playing styles I have a I have a feeling that this game it kind of reminds me of last year's quarterfinal game against Duke where I think that just the pendulum swing in terms of momentum is really going to go back and forth. I feel like Maryland could score five goals in two minutes, and I think Notre Dame could just come right back and do the same thing in three minutes. I really do think that both both um, these teams could score in a hurry. They could really create a lot of havoc, uh, especially in terms of tempo. So Notre Dame, this is their first road game of the year. And these Maryland fans are going to come out, especially with college game day, going to be there for their basketball game. Uh, that's going to be happening later uh, that evening at College Park. So I'm sure that a lot of those fans are going to come out and support um, 
the men's lacrosse team, especially when they find out that it's Notre Dame and this is a top 10 matchup. So they really have to dictate the environment. They have to uh, really get out on a quick start, and they can't let Maryland uh, get on this big like 5-0 run that we saw Duke uh, do like two or three times last year in the quarterfinals uh, last year. And if, worst-case scenario, that does happen, Notre Dame has to find a way to respond and respond quickly because, again, Liam, I think he's going to be a big factor in this game because he's a freshman goalie. This is his first-ever road game, and his first-ever road game has to be against a team like Maryland that is legit they are a legit national contending favorite even though they haven't really dominated uh any of their opponents like they were expected to that doesn't mean that Maryland can't come out and just smoke these guys even though Nordic could do the same thing if Maryland has a bad game but I just don't really see that because I know both these teams will come out to play this weekend and so Liam He's really my X factor for this game. He has to make a lot of stops and he's got to make some key stops at key situations. Will he able to will he be able to do that? I guess we'll have to wait and see. He's he's had two games to really uh boost that confidence and that defense has certainly helped him out these last two weeks. If the defense just goes haywire and aren't as effective uh, as they have been the last two weekends, is Liam able to bail them out and make some key saves? We'll just have to wait and see. I certainly think he has the potential to, but man, this Maryland team is just this offense with the names that they have, with the experience that they have, is just super talented and loaded. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm going to give you my prediction for the game. As I mentioned already, I really have a, I don't know if it's a good or a bad feeling. I just have a feeling that this game is going to be exactly like the quarterfinal game against Duke last year where, you know, either Notre Dame or Maryland, they're going to get out on an early 3-4-0 lead, and then the other team comes right back and they score four or five goals and then the next, and then the other team they put up another three to four, five goals uh, in a row. I just have a feeling that this game is just going to go back and forth, back and forth. Both these teams are going to be scrappy. They're going to fight for every ground ball. They're going to try to capitalize on every EMO, uh, odd man opportunities and transition. Uh, with that all being said, I think Notre Dame is uh, going to put themselves on the map nationally in terms of being a legit national championship contender. I think they go to College Park and they pull out the victory. I'm going to go Notre Dame 14, Maryland 12. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just going to be one of those games where it's just going to go back and forth, back and forth. Charlie Leonard, he's going to have to win some fa – I think he's going to have a successful day at the face-off circle, but uh, against a team like Maryland, it sometimes just might not even matter because if Maryland is able to make some saves, they could really get out and transition and run, and they could score just like that in a hurry. So 
Yeah. So um, in terms of the game, actually, so again, uh, it'll be Saturday at I last week. I said that it would start at one, and it really started at noon. So I'm not going to make the same mistake this week. Maryland and Notre Dame start Saturday at noon. I am not sure which TV uh, provider will air the game. I know it will be aired on TV. I just don't know if um, ESPN U uh, will air this game or will it be the Big Ten Network. Um, just uh, keep yourselves posted on the Notre Dame lacrosse uh, Twitter page, their Instagram. They usually provide those sort of updates uh, uh, a couple days before the game starts just in case uh, – if you don't have that channel, so you might have to go to a bar. But I'm assuming it's either going to be on ESPNU or Big Ten Network. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned last week, I have started writing for Fish Tank Sports. So, this episode has been brought to you in part by Fish Tank Sports. Please make sure to follow them on Twitter at Fish Tank Sports. And check them out at their website at fishtanksports.com. Again, there's a lot of devoted um, writers in there. They um, provide post updates on the most current sports news um, throughout the day. Uh, they're growing and they're growing fast. Uh, when I spoke last week, I think they had around 1,500 followers. Uh, let me double check what is it like this week. Um they're still around the same, so. Uh, but yeah, again, just give them a follow. Uh, check out their website. They provide updates uh, every day. They provide updates on the biggest sports news. Um, hopefully, last week I unfortunately was really sick, so I was not able to write a review on Notre Dame's impressive victory over Richmond. But hopefully, this week, if I have some time, I'll write the review of Notre Dame and Maryland. Um, hopefully I'll be able to post that uh, Saturday night or Sunday, depending on um, just how the game goes, just how much I want to digest it, how much do I really want to talk about it. So, you know, we'll just keep an eye out. I'll post it on my Twitter page. Again, you can follow me at Chilia21, C-H-I-L-I-A-21. Uh, to keep yourselves posted for each episode of this podcast and then all the reviews that I write on Fish Tank Sports. So once again, the fifth-ranked Nardane Fighting Irish, they travel to College Park to take on the seventh-ranked Maryland Terrapins in the lacrosse college lacrosse game of the week. Uh, that game will be Saturday at noon either on ESPNU or the Big Ten Network, I am assuming. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe uh, through Spotify or on Apple. It's all on, on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google. Uh, so, yeah. So, once again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Irish.